0: Daniel Finn. Hey, how we doing?
1: Great, brother. Can you hear me okay?
0: Same. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Can you hear me all right?
1: I can, Daniel Finn. Hey, great to have you on the Growth Mindset Podcast of a Champion tonight, my friend. Uh, Thank you for having me. Hey, Daniel, I'm going to go through a little bio here with you, uh, and then we're going to get into our conversation. Uh, We're excited to have you uh, in your Kentucky Connection on the podcast tonight. Uh, as you know, I, I kind of manage the Kentucky Tennis Sport for Life website on Facebook, and we like to keep up with our Kentucky connections. And um, I started this podcast to interview coaches and uh, business leaders, and uh, it's really kind of morphed into more of a tennis focus uh, these last this last year. And uh, we're real excited to have you on tonight. <clears throat>
0: Uh, Ty again thank you so much for having me it's uh it's a pleasure to um to be on and um again just to catch up with you
1: great brother well I'm gonna go through your bio a little bit and then when I get done with this we're gonna go to your present time okay so I'm oh, gonna kind of fl- I'm gonna flash back if you're okay with that
0: that's perfectly fine with me
1: okay Daniel I know you and I go way back uh we played uh the uh uh, that uh, CKTS C- tennis circuit back in the day, right? And uh, I know you played it, Played at it. Lindsey Wilson, graduated from Lindsey Wilson College in Kentucky, NAIA school. And I'm going to kind of go back through your bio a little bit, and then we're going to go to present day uh, with the uh, Kaiser University Seahawks NAIA team, okay? Sounds great. So, hey, brother, so I'm going to read this. Um, it's real exciting. I learned a lot about you tonight as well, more in depth than I than I really knew. And it's fascinating, your background, and your success in tennis um if you take a look at at, at uh, daniel finn he comes to, he came to kaiser after serving as a head coach at lindsey wilson college uh this past season that was back in 2015 when I, this article was published july 2015. he led both the men's and women's teams at lindsey wilson to the mid-south conference regular season and tournament championships while being named the Men's and Women's Mid-South Coach of the Year, along with being named ITA NAIA East Region Men's Coach of the Year. And this is a quote here uh, from the athletic director when they hired him at the, as the head coach at Kaiser University Seahawks. I'm extremely excited to add Daniel Finn to our team. He brings a competitive persona to our men's and women's tennis program. He has great experience advancing in NAIA national tournament and we look forward to seeing him reconstruct our program to provide both a positive student athlete experience and a competitive culture said director of athletics, Nick Davidson at that time. And his teams, uh, his men's team amazed a school record 18 match winning streak while advancing to the NAIA national championship quarterfinals. This was with Lindsay Wilson after defeating the Seahawks, uh, out of, out of um, and you correct me, but you guys are out of West Palm Beach, right? The Seahawks? Yes, sir. And uh, so his team amazed a school record 18-match winning streak at Lindsey Wilson while advancing to the NAIA National Championship quarterfinals after defeating the Seahawks in the second round while the women's team finished the year with 17 wins and advanced to the NAA National Championship semifinals for Lindsey Wilson. For the reference, the men had six players earned all, all – all, conference including the player of the year the women had six all-conference players along with freshman and player of the year honors in addition he had three women and two men named nai all americans his men's and women's teams would finish the year as nai scholar teams the teams the men's team finished with a 3.31 overall team gpa and the women's team with a 3.66 overall team gpa which would be tied for the highest gpa in lindsey college at lindsey college wilson college at that time in 2015 first off my family and i want to thank director of athletics nick davidson this is this is uh daniel speaking for his great opportunity to join the seahawks family so after he accomplished this he was he was awarded the uh the seahawks position uh kaiser university seahawks in west palm beach he accepted that offer back in 2015 and I'm excited to get to work immediately and put my stamp on the Kaiser University Tennis Program. This is an amazing place with a great mission to build future leaders in this world. I only see great things in store for the future of Kaiser Tennis, said Daniel Finn. Prior to Lindsay Wilson, Daniel Finn was, was named the head women's uh, coach of NCAA Division I Northern Iowa in 2013-14. In his long season, his team finished fourth in the Missouri Valley Conference in advance of the quarterfinals of the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. While amazing, the program's first ever undefeated home season going a perfect 11-0 at home matches during the season. Finn continued, South Florida in general is a hotbed for tennis, and I can't wait to get the community of West Palm Beach excited about the Kaiser University Seahawks tennis program. It is my vision to build a program that is respected at the national level not only for the court performance, but also for its off-the-court performances. When players are disciplined off the court and doing, and doing, to, uh, and doing proper things in life to be successful, individuals then, uh, then the rest will fall into place on the court. The program already has a good foundation in place. This was back in 2015. The biggest thing coming in will be getting the team to buy into and trusting in my coaching system, and the overall process. Once this happens, I am confident great things will follow, will soon follow. Finn took the head coaching job at NCAA Division II Alabama Huntsville in 2012-13. Daniel led the team to a historic season by achieving the program's most wins in single season and the program's first ever NCAA tournament victory in the first round before falling in the second round to eventual national champion Barry University. He had one men's and women's player named all GSC. Uh, Among GSC honors, Finn's recruit, Jose Soto, would go on to become UAH's first tennis All-American in school history. He originally returned to his alma mater in 2011 and 12, where he experienced immediate success. He was named Mid-South Coach of the Year for winning the regular season and conference championship with a perfect conference record. His team went on to advance to the second round of the NAIA National Championships. On the women's side, he helped them reach the NCAA – the NAIA, rather – semifinals after achieving a perfect conference mark and winning a conference championship. He coached 2 NAIA all-Americans and 4 all-conference players. His first head coaching stint came in 2009 as he took a winless NCAA Division 3 program at Simpson College and guided the, the men's team to a 9-win season before moving on to serve as a head coach at Union College from 2009 to 2011. Union College is in Kentucky as is uh, Lindsey Wilson, his alma mater. At Union, he was a two-time AAC Coach of the Year while leading the team to consecutive appearances in NAIA second round and earning ITA East Region Men's Coach of the Year in 2011. Finn's career would come at Lindsey Wilson. During this that time, his team would reach four straight national tournament appearances and capture four straight Mid-South Conference championships. His team would reach the highest national ranking of number six in the nation and would advance to the N.A. quarterfinals in 2007. Daniel was a graduate of Lindsey Wilson College, where he received his bachelor's in recreation and physical education. He now resides in Florida with his wife, Roxanne, their three daughters, uh, Peyton four at the time, Brooklyn two, and Kennedy eight months. That was back in 2015. I know Daniel's added a new son to the family this this year, and I'm real excited for him. And I'm really excited to have Daniel Finn on the podcast. Daniel, did I miss anything in that bio, my friend? No, I think you did a great job. Good, brother. And, uh, you know, what I'm excited about, Daniel, is is the fact that I got to see you in action. I think when we played in, uh, in the CKTS uh, that was run, you know, we had tournaments all over Central Kentucky from E-Town, uh, all, Glasgow, uh, you know, we had them uh, all up and down, uh, Harrodsburg, uh, just to name a few, right? And uh, you and I got to battle two or three times. We had some really good, fun matches, and it was very competitive. I got to know you as a person. I always loved that little forehand you had, how you really, you know, got, had a good big Western grip, and you could really rip that forehand. And um, I know we had some really great matches, and, and uh, you were quite a competitor, and then uh, you got into the college coaching, and uh, man, it just it, it soared. You just did so well. I was so amazed at what you've been able to accomplish. And what I haven't told the uh, audience out there tonight that since you joined uh, Kaiser University Seahawks in West Palm Beach, Florida, back in 2015, I know you've had two straight NAA, NAIA finals. Right? You made the finals. I know for the men, two years in the last two years. Is that correct?
0: Uh, Yes, sir. Uh, For the men the
1: last two years
0: and the women have been in uh,
1: four straight finals. Oh, my goodness, man. So that that is just phenomenal that you've built on this track record of success. And you went to Kaiser down at West Palm Beach. Uh, Daniel, where did you go to high school at? Out of curiosity. I'm just trying to dig in a little deeper. That wasn't in this article.
0: Yeah, uh, of course. No, I went to high school, Metcalf County High School in uh,
1: South Central Kentucky. Oh, that is awesome, brother. So that makes it even, I mean, to me, that makes it even more special that the a, a homegrown boy, you know, from down in uh, Metcalf County uh, had a passion for tennis and he went out there and he cut his teeth and he, you played, you know, locally at Lindsey Wilson, you know, and you, you coached there. And am, am I, am I correct in saying you, did you play at Lindsey Wilson? I just want to kind of correct myself if I'm wrong.
0: Uh, yes. No, I was, that's where I went to school and, uh, was on the tennis team and played there. Yeah.
1: Awesome, brother. So, that gives the audience even more depth into your background and what you've been able to accomplish. So, let's talk a little bit more about Kaiser uh, University Seahawks NAIA. You had two men's fi- uh, two men's finals and four women's finals. Um, t- tell me a little bit about that journey. You know how how you were able, able to achieve that. It's uh, a deep. That's a lot, right? Uh,
0: so yeah. Kind of no. I mean, again, it, it kind of comes back to just the day-to-day process. I mean, I know that word's thrown out so much, you know, the word process, but right. it's, it, there's a lot to that. I mean, we're right. just trying to be successful every single day in everything we do from right. uh, whether the kids are in the classroom or just the drills to the practice sets to even just the conditioning sessions. We try to create a competitive environment here where, everybody just comes here with one goal and that's just to get better. And if, yep. you know, they're doing that, then the rest takes care of itself. So, kind of like Daniel, to say iron sharpens iron and dude,
1: it's fascinating because I use that in the pharma world. Okay. I'm a coach in pharmaceuticals across the country and I work for AstraZeneca pharmaceuticals and I have a passion for coaching. Right. And I just ended up coaching in the business world in a competitive pharma environment. Right. And what's really interesting is what you just said is exactly what we do every day. You know, we get up, uh, we, we, we we actually sharpen the saw, you might say, and yep. iron sharpens iron. And we never settle for the status quo, right? We're always focused on a growth mindset. And the title of this podcast is Growth Mindset of a Champion, right? And what you're telling me is to get better, uh, you can't be complacent. Is that what I'm hearing?
0: Uh, Correct. I mean, it's it's winning in everything you do. And I mean, obviously, understanding that failures are going to come along the way, but just having that competitive desire to just be successful in every little thing and every little detail.
1: Well, you know, I'm going to dig a little deeper, okay? because we've got a lot of people that listen to this podcast. I've had uh, Dick Gould. He's the NCAA 17 time champion at Stanford University on this podcast. I've had Alan wow. Fox, top 10 in the world, Pepperdine, and Brad Gilbert's coach. Yes, uh, I've had Dennis Emery on this podcast, University of Kentucky, um, you know, Tennis Hall of Fame at Kentucky, coached many All-Americans. Uh, I've just had an array of people. You know, Adam Malik, uh, you know, he, uh, you know he, he was a outstanding player at University of Kentucky, the SEC indoor champion. All these people talk about a growth mindset, not settling, right, and trying to get a little bit better every day. Could you share a little bit of your formula when it comes to tennis and just say running a practice? I mean, what is that? How did you – how do you continue to challenge your own status quo as a coach and get better every day as a coach?
0: I mean, I mean, first and foremost, it starts with my staff. I mean, we meet every single morning. And, um, right. you know, we kind of go over the plan and what we want to do. And it's where are we weak? Um, you're only as good as your weakest link. Uh, I know I'm using a lot of just, right. you know, random quotes here, but that that's really our focus right there. Where do we need to get better? What do we need to do today? And, you know, how can we challenge these, these student athletes? And, you know, we've been fortunate now we've recruited some highly talented kids on our roster. Um, and, you know, ranked nationally ranked worldly and, you know, trying to figure out, okay, how do I challenge this kid? This guy right. that was top 100 ITF. How do I make him or her better? Right. And um, it, it is. It's, it's more of a mental challenge than it is physical. Mm-hmm. I believe once you get to college, what you got, you have the skill set you already have. So as a coach, I, I go to the practice. How can I make this person mentally stronger and more ready for the moment when it comes? Um, that's,
1: hey, do, you, do you sharpen the saw within your, the framework of your team? Do you have your number six play your number two? How, how do you do that when you line up a practice out of curiosity? Um, it,
0: it really depends on the year. I think every year okay. kind of brings its different challenges and, you know, resources that you have. Like, for example, this year, um, our, our number six guy was actually played number two at Utah State before transferring in, played Davis Cup for Morocco. I mean, very good player. He could play our one. He could drill with our one. We would do a lot of situations where we'll play short point games with uh, something on the line. Maybe it's just something as simple as we'll go cross court and uh, change direction on the first short ball, and we'll play the 10, and we'll rotate, you know, and we'll keep moving players up and down, try to figure out who's playing the best and who's kind of most locked in that day so that the two that we get – on the top court, let's call it, those two are the ones that are going to be pushing each other throughout the day because they're the ones who are they're there and they're they're the most locked in. Obviously, these kids have a lot more things going on than just tennis. Um, right. They got class, they got families back home, right. um, and day to day brings its own challenges. Is like who who is that locked in that day? Who is that motivated? And we just try to push them throughout the week, and depending on you know how they're doing so that they're ready come match day.
1: Well, you know, just reflecting back just on you and I, you know, playing tennis, I know it's all different, you know, mindsets, but you know when you're in the zone or when you're playing well and it's it's 90 degrees and you've got a good competitor on the other side of the net, uh, the, the player that can lock in mentally and will himself or herself to not miss a shot, right, and hit with big targets, with depth and control, and – and have good peripheral vision be able to see the court even though you're not looking at your opponent right you sense where they're at Uh, you can either hit through the ball hit over the ball you can hit underspin overspin I know the big western forehand is is really big uh you know across the board with the new technology but I guess where I'm at going with this question is can you right away sense the people who have that strong mindset that that you know just are solid they're not going to miss a shot versus the big hitter that you know they'll they, they can have an on day, but they're gonna they're gonna miss more than uh, than another person. You know, have you when you're as a coach, do you try to coach them through uh, scenarios, or, or do you just take them as they are and develop what they have? What's your mindset around that 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 aspect of it?
0: Uh, I think every kid or every player kind of has their own uh uniqueness to them uh in, in that regard i mean of course some of them you can see right away like this kid's uh this kid's a dog um they're going to compete and they're just going to fight for everything and right obviously as a coach you love those kids <laughs> I yep. mean, they're they're they're, they're great. dogs uh, man
1: they just fight yeah yep.
0: and then obviously uh, you get these other other ones who are just more talented than they know what to do with and those bring a different set of challenges. It's about getting right. that kid motivated and understanding the moments and, and how to utilize their skill set. Um, right. You know, our team this year, uh, especially our men's team, was, you know, we, we had both ends of the spectrum when it came to that. Uh, and as a coach, you tend to be on those courts with those kids that are just more talented and maybe you're trying to work with their mindset and work with their focus, gotcha. but they, they may need a little sorry about that you may strategically put the other kid you know a couple courts away from you and you don't have to maybe you don't have to babysit them for better lack of words i understand no, that's, that's um it, it is i think you know playing you know doing college tennis it's got its own
1: psychology involved right oh you of have course to be able to a... mo- motivate and inspire and- and you got – some people get more down on themselves when they lose, where others get more hungry and want to compete more and show up earlier to practice, right? Oh, of course, uh, completely. Yeah. I just find it fascinating because regardless of what level of tennis it is, the top players in the world have coaches, right? They have people that are motivators, uh, people that work with them. They have nutritionists. They have massage therapists. You know, they have coaches that travel with them. I mean, I'm just thinking out loud with you, you know, Nadal, Federer, all those guys, Right. And so, when it comes to you know NAIA is a very competitive tennis division. Uh, from what I understand, you guys have players in NAIA that compete compete with Division One guys all day long. Am I am I correct in that in that understanding?
0: Uh, yeah, no. I mean, down here where we are, we don't really play as much NAIA competition as we do NCAA competition. We play okay. the entire Sunshine State Conference, which is the by far the toughest conference in the NCAA Division Two, and. Um, we played Florida Gulf Coast this year, who's a, an a sun you know, I think maybe championship final team, and uh, we lost four three to them the last two years. So, yeah, I would tell you our the level of our teams are, you know, pretty much a mid major division one program.
1: Dean Salmas played for them. Uh, he's out of Lexington, Kentucky, and he was a he was a Lexington Tennis Club uh, tennis rat growing up. I remember when he was three years old. I used to get out on the court and hit balls with him. And then he ended up being the number one or two player for Florida Gulf Coast, and he's a head pro at a, a top club there uh, in Fort Myers right now. Oh, really? And, and they're the real deal, dude. I mean, they got some tough. They got some tough players over there, right? So, oh,
0: yeah. Correct. I mean,
1: I, I mean, I mean, that's incredible. So you guys get right out there and compete with all those top, top Division two and some Division one teams in the area. Then, am I hearing you're correct on that? Uh yeah.
0: I mean, that's uh, our, our women's team. I mean this year took one on the chin, but uh the last couple of years have been they've lost four three to uh Barry who's uh defending national champion. Uh, they beat uh Lenn University this year is number five in division two. The boys team beat Barry who won the division two championship. So yeah, I mean they they do a good job. They're you know, both yep. sides, men and women, they 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 know how to compete. And I think that's the biggest reason they've been able to put themselves in situations to be successful. I mean all the teams. Well,
1: well Dan Daniel, I'm just curious. I, I was looking at your women this year. Did you have five ITA All Americans on the on the women's tennis team yes. yes, sir. Can you kind of share with us a little bit about each one of those women, if you don't mind, just to kind of spotlight them?
0: Oh wow. I mean uh where do I start? I mean it's a, it was a <laughs> it was a unique group. Um I mean you know we we lost one of our better players halfway through the year and I mean we had a young group. Um they had to. They kind of had to step up and and really shine. I mean, four of those five were freshmen, um, right. wow. and true freshmen too. Like not 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 your twenty four year old freshmen. So right. I mean, um, and, and Daniel? Did they reach
1: the NC? Did they reach the NAI final this year? Yes, yes they did. Oh, that, and uh,
0: that, you did that with four true freshmen. Uh, four true. Well, five true freshmen. <laughs> okay. No, excuse me. Four true freshmen, a um yeah, soft two sophomores and um, I mean that was That's after phenomenal. losing their number one player halfway through the season.
1: So, for the so group you, 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 you got a bright future with that team again next year if you get them all back, right? Uh, yes, sir. Oh, that is incredible, man. So, out of curiosity, when you were and we'll get back to the some of the, you know, more in depth on that, but when you when you recruited those girls, are they from all over the world or or were they kind of how do you I'm just curious as to how you were able to pull off such an incredible young group of players.
0: Uh, They're from everywhere. I mean, Venezuela, Serbia, Chile, um, the Netherlands. I mean, yeah, it can go on and
1: on. So you internationally recruit, then? I mean, do you travel and go uh, look at them and and recruit them? Or do you do that? You know, do you do it? over the internet or how do you do that out of
0: curiosity uh in, any way possible by any <laughs> means possible i mean that's that gotcha. was my mindset as a player and that's my mindset as a coach uh yeah i mean we um yeah we don't leave any rock unturned uh Got we, it, we're so on the recruiting's it i mean you know you can say what you want to say about you know even these great football coaches like Nick Saban, but right they' they are who they are because they can recruit and they get the best talent and obviously from there they take that talent and
1: they make them that much better but you, you just know. get better every year, brother. It sounds like you've got a formula, a way to recruit, a way to coach, a way to energize, a way to pull the team together, how you work with your coaches I mean you've met you've, you every year you get a little better, right and you've pulled a really great formula together to, to build winning teams, motivate people and and have success. I have a a really good friend at Midway university. They started their tennis program up back about, uh, four or five years ago. And Adam Malik just took over as head coach this past year at his first season, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, at Midway university. And, uh, I saw them, uh, play union this year, union college. And, And, uh, I know you guys beat union, uh, I'm not sure if it, a, if it was a regular season or if you beat them in the actual playoffs.
0: In the tournament, I, I mean, uh, see, both the men and the women you
1: played.
0: Played the women in the, yeah. the second round and uh, played their men in the quarterfinals.
1: Well, I saw the men. Now they're they were really good. I mean, I was impressed with all all six of them. You know, there's six uh, top six that they played against midway with, right? Yeah. And Adam is in the middle of recruiting and building his team right now, and. I saw where you get, you all beat them either 4-1 or 4-0. What, or what was the score against them? Do you recall? Uh, 4-1, I, just, I believe. 4-1. So, very good team. Uh, Union had a, you know, really solid team this year, and you guys beat them in the quarterfinals and advanced all the way to the finals. I did yeah. notice where you played the Georgia team two years in a row in the final. Is that correct?
0: Uh, yes. Uh, we've played them. They, they've eliminated us from the tournament. Uh, I think, like, even the the men's side where we lost in the quarterfinals to them one year before COVID, it's been pretty much every year that's the team
1: we run into. I got you, brother. So out of curiosity, what is it about that team do you feel <laughs> when you look at all the great players and how well you're doing, and again, it's challenging the status quo, right? Yep. And it takes great teams that we're competing against sharp and hard to make us better, right? Correct. What, what do you see in your competitor there that they have, I mean – they have consistency like you have. It sounds like, and to a certain degree, would I be right in saying that?
0: No, of course. I mean, they got a phenomenal program. Their men haven't—they uh, haven't lost a match. I think they're—I don't even know what their streak's up to. I think they're up to like 160, 170 games in a row. So wow!
1: What now? What school is that again? That's some, uh, what Georgia school.
0: That's Georgia Gwinnett College, uh, coached okay. by Chase Hodges.
1: Okay, and that's just something. I mean, just amazing. I mean. To me, the fact that you've had the consistency you've had, you know, and, and really built this uh, – the Kaiser University Seahawks tennis team and team all the way to a national contender, right? And um, and I know how competitive you are, brother. I know you're out there right now <laughs> taking that women's team, and it's going to be even better next year. On the men's team, how is that going? Uh, what, are, what are you looking like next year with uh, with the Kaiser men's team?
0: Uh, we've got a good core coming back. Um, obviously okay. we graduated our number one boy who's number one in the country. Uh, he finished oh, wow. the year number one in singles. Um, so we do lose him. That, that's, that's going to hurt, but, um, we've got a good core coming back. We've already signed, uh, three good young men. Um, one top junior college player and, uh, a boy actually that'll come out in the next day or two that uh, right. played davis cup for singapore so i mean we've got some oh, very wow. good players coming in as well we're, we're excited about about that team a nice mixture of kids who've been there been in the final i mean we got four kids returning from that team right. and uh we're adding three or four boys as well so i'm really really excited about the energy that we should have next year with that group
1: well that sounds exciting so it sounds like you're adding even more depth to the strong team you had you're losing a top player but you're bringing in three really strong players to add to your, you know, to the, to you. Do you guys play six? Is that, you play six players in, in the term, in the, in the championship?
0: Yeah. We'll you play, play singles. Yeah. Just, I mean, we're the same format as Division One uh, Okay. In
1: CAA, so it's six singles and three doubles. Doubles count for
0: one point and singles, okay.
1: Point each. I got you. So you have, you may play different people in doubles that specialize in doubles or at, at your level or on your team. Do you have guys that do both? I know UK, their doubles guys all play singles as well. Do you do something similar to that? Or is that very,
0: um, pretty much. I mean, we, I think this year we did have one boy, uh, just played doubles. Uh, okay. he played number one doubles, a very good serving volley or lefty. Um, okay. but, um, yeah, 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 most of the time they do end up playing both.
1: Is is this player that graduated, the uh, finished number one, uh, ranked player in the country, uh, is he, uh, did, did he get to spend – how many years did he get to spend with the program?
0: Uh, three, actually. He transferred in from Tyler Junior College. Um, okay. But, uh, obviously, we, we when COVID hit, we were already 11 – no, I think we were 14 matches into our season. So, you could say right. he had already played a season when COVID oh, shut wow. us down in 2020. And then oh, he yeah. got it two more years. Uh, last fall, he actually won the ITA Fall Nationals in um, – NAI and got a got to play in the NCAA fall nationals. And actually he won around, made the quarterfinals there. So.
1: Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. So when you, when you get to coach a player at that level, you know, with that, you know, again, you can't get any, any higher rank than number one. Right. So -hmm. what do you think, what attributes did he have that set him apart when was, was it work ethic? Was it talent? Was it both? What, what, what'd you see in him that set him apart? in your program to to reach that that, that level of play?
0: Uh, A little bit of everything. I mean, for me, he's one of the purest ball strikers I've seen in college tennis. And, I mean, I would tell you at all levels. Um, Just a very clean, pure ball striker. He's a big kid, hit the ball extremely hard. He could hit through anybody. Um, I mean, most of the time when I was on court with him, the conversation nine times out of ten was, you're the better player. And it didn't matter who he was playing. Wow, you're the better player. Hit through them. Hit your shots and believe in yourself. And honestly, right. I think that was the key was just kind of unlocking his head and getting him to believe in in what he was doing. Um, he he wants to try to play a little bit professionally afterwards, and so I mean, right. you never know how that'll go, but um,
1: he he's you know, definitely you can, what, got the striking yeah. ability. What What's interesting when you say striking because you can just hear the ball pop when these guys really hit through the ball and know how to hit through it. You know when you're when you're working with these guys, they already come in and you already know if they're getting a little bit more spin or they're getting through the ball and driving the ball. I mean, what you know that at contact, follow through, hitting through the ball, and they're still generating spin, right? If you look at Nadal, yep. he hits through the ball with his forehand, but he gener- he generates so much spin, RPMs, right? Yep. And but he's but he can hit through it and still hit the spin and drive that. What it what did what have you learned or or you know? every year when you see this, you know, is they just innately have that skill or is that something they can continue to develop a, a ball striking or what are your thoughts around that?
0: I mean, well, he had it. I mean, he was, he came in and, you know, it was there. I mean, he was, it was just a little bit more of just kind of getting that belief and that motivation right. in him and that trust. Right. I mean, he trusted the coaches. I mean, he's just a very humble and, right. you know, believing kid, but uh, Yeah. Eh, when you come in at 18, 19 years old, I, I think you you have it or you don't almost at that point, but you can gotcha. still – I think there's still that extra level you can go to. So I wouldn't say you're capped by any means when you come in, but it, most of the time these players are developed to a point where they, they've kind of got that or they don't. And those who don't, you know, when they make it to this level – that's where that kind of the mentality comes in or, you know, like the, I'm going to make every single ball and I'm going to make you earn these points. That's where you see those guys. But most of them come in with a somewhat of an ability to really rip the ball and get a lot of weight on the ball. Um, I mean, sometimes we will obviously take the individual sessions and try to take those, take what they do and take it to another level. I I very rarely bring in a player and and reconstruct their game. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to make what they do better and try to hide their weaknesses. Um, Gotcha.
1: So, um, what what UTR would you say that guy is that played number one for you, out of curiosity? I, ah. I mean, I know UTRs vary and all that. Some people don't believe in UTR. I was just kind of curious. I know some of the pro, you know, when you start looking at, like, Division One, Division Two, II, Division III, NAIA, I mean, it's all over the board, but it's basically about who you play, right? And this guy's playing top players, and he's, he finished number one rank, right? So, he's I mean. He's correct.
0: Yeah, he's yeah. uh right now his UTR is a 13. Um, okay. But he's beaten thirteen fives, 136s 13 uh, and like gotcha. you like you said I, I believe if you were to put him in the environment where he's playing 14s, I think he'd beat some. Um he's not going to win every day, but I think he's capable of beating those guys. Um I mean, I've watched him go out and play a 133 and beat him 2 and 2. So Right. Um it, That's it, amazing.
1: That's amazing. I know I played uh about three years ago, I'm, I'm approaching 63, and I still play the 18 and over, you know, still competitively with some guys, you know. And uh, what's really interesting is I played the Midway Tournament. You know, I had some of the college guys there, and they invited other guys to come play. And I just jumped in with my buddy from Florida, uh, he, uh, Mark Taylor. He does a lot of the – pro, uh, not pro, but he does a lot of the uh, USTA events throughout Florida and the Panhandle and down uh, the Gulf Coast. And, uh, they, these are top players, you know, at different age groups in the country, right. They come in and play a lot of them play D one, you know, they're older guys, you know, 40, 50, 60, right. And they can still play, but, but what's, what's fascinating about that is Mark and I got in the tournament and played some of the midway guys and some other college players. And there was a guy from like Boston university D one that, that just showed up out of the blue and, <laughs> and jumped in the draw. And, uh, he, uh, He played with one of the midway guys, and we just knew right away, you know, when we were serving into him with everything we had, just the power he had and the depth he had, right, and the confidence he had in his ability. He played like number one for Boston College or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew the guy was like a 13 or a 14. I mean, he just crushed it. You know what I'm saying off both sides? Big serve. And he was about a 220-pound guy, right, which is kind of a little unusual for tennis. But it can happen. You can have a big guy rip a ball like that, big, tall guy. But you just know that feel and that ball strike right when you're talking at that level and what your top guy's doing right I mean just phenomenal I mean you know the difference in the type of ball they're hitting and how it comes off the racket I and mean, uh, it's just incredible and you're around that all day long that's got to be as much as you love the game of tennis that's got to be something you really enjoy doing every day would I be correct in saying that
0: Oh of course. Um... I mean yeah, Luke's his name. I mean I would I would constantly tell him all year, man, just uh, go out and keep making me look good.
1: So <laughs> it's... That's a, that's phenomenal. Now, you build lifetime relationships with these guys. Would I be correct in saying that? I mean, these guys are your guys forever basically, right? I mean, uh, I yeah, like I mean, to think so.
0: Of course. Yeah, I mean,
1: you know, some people you get more connected to than others, I'm sure, but at the end of the day, you know, even kids I coached in Little League basketball, I still remember most of those kids, you know, and you still want to see them excel. And, and you guys go through a lot of battles together in three or four years at the school, right? I mean, you, you know, you learn how to you know, overcome uh, losses together, you, you celebrate wins together, uh, not just in tennis, but in life. Would I be correct in saying that as coach?
0: Oh, of course. I mean, I'll take it one level farther for you. I mean, my assistant coach now who's been with us, she was with us for three years as a GA and now is promoted to a full-time. Um, she was my player as well, played for me for two years and was a national champion in doubles. And, you know, I had the privilege of coaching her as well. So, yeah, I mean, you talk about a relationship with that. I mean, get to coach with somebody that I've known as a player and watched develop and, and still work with. So, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you're completely correct in, in saying that.
1: Well, Daniel, it's been awesome having you on the podcast tonight. Uh, Typically, when we have people on the podcast, I like to kind of give you some words, and you tell me what comes to your mind, you know, as far as, you know, when you hear growth mindset, what what do you think of?
0: Uh, Never settling. Um, Always looking to just be better. When you hear fixed mindset, what what comes to your mind? I already know what I need to know. And you know, right. kind of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it.
1: If you had to look at, at right now in your mind, and you looked at all the everybody that's playing tennis that's a that's a male player on the ATP tour, who who would who do you kind of respect and admire, and why?
0: I mean, the easiest one right there is obviously Rafael Nadal. I mean, if you see what he just accomplished at uh, at what what age, I think thirty six. Um, right and uh, battling all the injuries he does, and still to be successful as he is. I mean, you know, Federer is my favorite player, but, I mean, I got more respect for Nadal than anybody, you know, who's ever played the game.
1: Yeah, he got my respect totally. Uh, He's had – I've had it since when he – I mean, he's got his 14th French, right? And I was already on board with him, but I've always been kind of a Djokovic guy because I just love how Djokovic fights. But Nadal took my heart this year, man. I mean – to come back and, and compete like he did and to be up on the be up on Djokovic five one. Djokovic's up on him five one. Yeah. In that fourth set. And for him to battle back and win that, that just blew me away, man. That can you imagine doing that against Djokovic on play, being down five one and coming back and winning that set? That just I never, dude, that's, that's insane. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That was that was incredible. Hey man, so when you hear um, you know, winning i mean in your mind what's it take to win
0: uh i mean that's a little bit of a loaded question <laughs> but
1: uh i gotta throw it out there bro d- depends
0: depends on what depends on what you just uh define as winning as well i mean right, right. I, I would tell you everything you got and, and nothing left yep.
1: um
0: and okay. that's no that's, you know no matter what's in front of you
1: that is awesome man and uh Hey man, I, I just want to thank you for being on the podcast tonight and and sharing your passion for tennis. Uh, you know, I like I said, I knew you back when you were just a basically a youngster right out of school. I guess when we played in the C, in the CKTS. You had well, you had already graduated, right from Lindsey Wilson at that time? Uh, yeah, were you still I think playing. I just just graduated. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: Finding some tournaments to play over the summer, and
1: that was so much fun, man. We had such a blast and got to compete and. Always admired your competitive spirit, and uh, I know we played the Campbellsville coach. Remember him, Cal uh, uh, Caven? Remember that? Yep. Yeah. We had old Cal. Kyle. Cal still coaching over there uh, in Columbia, there at Campbellsville. I believe he's yep. still the the coach there. Do you ever play them by any chance? I was just curious. Um, let's see the the men made a run to
0: the final uh, a couple years back. I think 2018 as well, and we okay. did play Campbellsville uh in the national tournament there i mean yeah, he's kyle's got a great program as well
1: i think he's just coaching the men now
0: so
1: um respect his brother terry Cable was a pretty good player too i played him a few times he, he could battle yeah he and played then, for uh, him as well didn't he he did play for him that's right and then uh, what about georgetown college have you guys ever played that that team in kentucky before
0: um obviously when i was coaching at lindsey wilson uh we saw but, him a lot with uh with being within the conference
1: Right, but, so you um, were in the same conference with them. At, you were local, and yeah. you guys battled quite a bit then. So you played – you probably played uh, Cumberland and, and some other colleges in Kentucky at that time, right?
0: Yeah, no, Cumberlands, uh, Campbellsville, Georgetown. Um, I mean, all of them union, in the area. Union,
1: all of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. U- union,
0: union, it seems like we run into every year. I mean, Union's my uh, – that's my old assistant coach from when I was at Union, actually, is the one who's coaching there now. Um, okay. and uh, yeah, all the respect in the world for him and what he's done there and how he's built that program up after they, you know, they cut it.
1: Yeah, um, Yeah, that's so. phenomenal. Hey, did you know Donnie Lawson at Union? Donnie and I are good buddies. Uh, I used to go to Florida and hit with him, and Fritz Now is a good buddy of mine. Fritz Now was Susan Sloan's coach. He's coached some uh, pro-level players. His son actually coached a couple of women on ATP Tour. Fritz's son did yep. uh, this uh, past year. I don't but, know if you remember if you remember Donnie Lawson or not. He was over uh, there at Union. He saw him kn- right next.
0: You yeah. Him in the okay. I know. I know Don real well. Don's a very close friend. Uh, okay. He helped me coach when I was at Union. He actually came oh. over and helped me a little while when I was at Lindsey Wilson. So we talk cool. regularly, and I see him uh, see him down when he comes down to Fort Myers all the time.
1: I love Don, man. Don and I've had some battles. We always enjoy playing with each other. And uh, I thought you guys knew each other, so that was really cool. I was just trying to draw that draw that connection. So I I mean,
0: I I attribute a lot of my success and things that I've learned in coaching from Don. Oh, that is incredible, man. That's awesome. If I were to tell you one thing that has attributed to me being able to be successful is just the fortunate the fortunateness that I've just had of being around people who know what it takes to be successful, like Don, uh, like Brian Slack, who was also with me, who's now coaching at Bellarmine.
1: Oh, that's right. He's a Bell- the Bellarmans uh, division one. And uh, am I correct there? They just ha- starting their season. up. Uh, did they just have their first season this year? Or are they going to have it next year? I'm trying to recall.
0: In division one, yes, it was this year. Um, okay. I think this was their first year in division one. Yeah. Brian okay. was a, again, close friend of mine. Right. Um, always somebody I leaned on heavily just when it came to advice, him and Kevin Fulton as well. Um, but Brian. I had the pleasure of working with him as an assistant. Co- he was my assistant coach last year when we made uh, our our big run, and so
1: okay. Um, and Kevin Fulton, he was at Moorhead. He coached. Uh, he uh, he coached. Uh, he's coached several really good players at Moorhead, right? and then oh, he yeah. went on. He's at U of L now as a as a as a coach, right?
0: Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, oh, that's no, awesome. I mean, all the respect in the world to those guys. I mean, they've you know helped me along the way, and uh, you know are continuing to be successful in their own right. That is awesome.
1: Hey, man, last question. And we're going to let you go. You've given us a gracious 43 minutes. Okay. It's went fast, right?
0: <laughs> of course. At least
1: it has for me anyway. Uh, what if you, if you were talking to a young kid that just picked up a tennis racket and fell in love with it. And I tell you, when I picked that racket up at 21, man, I could not put it down and I have not put it down. I'll be 63 next, next month. And but a kid that picks it up, they're eight or nine years old, four or five years old, and they just getting ready to play the first tournament. What, what, what advice would you give a young player in regards to tennis, male or female? It doesn't matter. I mean, what would you tell them? They just pick the racket up. They're, they're enjoying it. They're having fun. And and, they, and, they, and, they, and, they're, and they're, their goal in life is to be the best tennis player they can be. What would you tell them?
0: I mean, enjoy every moment, um, and enjoy, enjoy competing, you know, enjoy the battle, uh, enjoy what's in front of you. Um, you know, don't take it for granted and just play every point. Like it's your last.
1: Well, Daniel, I'm going to, uh, I'm, I was going to let you go, but I want one more minute, man. I'm loving it so much. Oh, tell good. me a little, tell me a little bit about your family and about your wife and kids. Cause I know it takes an entire family to do what you do. Right. So, I know that motivates you every day. So you have a you have you still got you got three dollars and a son. Am I correct?
0: Yes, uh, Peyton, who's eleven; Brooklyn, who is nine; um, Kennedy, who is seven; and Layton. Uh, you probably know where that name came from. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> at uh, wow. he's eight months
1: old. So that is anyway. awesome, man. Does yeah. your wife play tennis too? What's your wife's name?
0: Uh my wife's name's Roxanne. She actually played volleyball at Lindsay Wilson. Uh that's oh, where no. we met. Um okay. again, so she understands athletics. I and mean, she plays tennis a little bit for fun, but I mean not necessarily competitive. Now I would say she's very competitive and hates to okay. lose and obviously it doesn't matter who she's playing. She's going to be um angry as a wet hen if she loses. So, I mean, it, it, right. it comes, comes easy with that. Yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't be able to have any success that we've been fortunate enough to have without my family and the support of them. My wife understands exactly what it takes and right. the long days, I mean, getting up at 6am and not coming back till midnight and then doing it all over again the next day. She's a stay at home mom. Uh, after COVID, she started homeschooling our kids. So, I mean, she's, she's the real hero. She's the one who does it all. And, kind of just pushes me and makes me want to be the best version of myself
1: well I, I can tell you this daniel Finn. kentucky's very proud of you i'm i'm better for knowing you and uh we're watching you from afar here in kentucky my friend when i get down that way i'll come by and check you out all right and
0: you're welcome we Anytime. Every,
1: we appreciate everything you're doing my friend uh, have a great evening and thank you for being on the uh, growth mindset podcast
0: thank you so much ty i appreciate you
1: all right daniel have a good one my friend we'll talk later bye-bye okay.